everyone. Welcome back to the Pink Grapefruit Podcast with Deanna Brown and Kathy Up. Yeah, welcome. We're we're happy to bring you another episode, frankly, as we wind up our year and season one. Yes. Yeah. Yay. Yes. Hey, we want to talk about a subject that uh, actually one of our listeners said, hey, why don't you talk about this? Yes. <laughs> Management versus leadership. And uh, I thought, yeah, that's a great topic and started doing a little research and really got excited about how it's not right. <laughs> yes. Once that opened up our conversation, yeah, right. we kind of got on a, on a roll on why management and leadership uh, at least the information that comes up initially when you want to Google that kind of stuff right. is it's tra- tra- it's trash. It's we'll trash. just say that. Yeah, yeah. Just do any quick Google search. You'll, yeah. You're likely to get this list of, oh, here's management versus leadership. And, you know, some things, yes, managers are uh, trying to get transactions done for an organization. They're They're trying to do the right things. They're trying to instruct people and leaders t- are tend to be more transformational uh, working on attitudes behaviors big picture thinking but then you start to ask yourself why is there a difference particularly when you get to some of the items on the list things like oh a manager relies on authority takes on a push approach manifests or keeps the status quo and you're thinking really do you really want all that versus asking and taking a people-centered approach and risk-taking? I just see this really big disconnect between the notion of we have to have managers doing tasks and pushing people and all these kinds of things versus big-picture thinking. Why isn't it the same thing? Why don't we want our managers to have these same qualities of being leaders? Why wouldn't everyone in the organization, like, this is what needs to flip on its head and I guess gets me all wound up, is that, number one, how leadership has always been defined, how it's been developed, so much of that is not even applicable in the world that we live in today and what we need for the future. Everybody in an organization can have leadership mindsets and behaviors and actions. It's how they go about their day and how they interact yeah, with already, everyone around them. See, we're already round, wound up. Yes, voices we just went up to the moon. And <laughs> we're, like, we're passionate about this topic, I think, because we see it play out so often yeah. in the clients that we work with. People get really wound up in the in the regulatory process and bureaucracy and who's the supervisor and who's you know right. not. And they get caught up in titles and it's interesting because this this has come up comes up quite a bit, and I, I have a friend of mine going through some really uh, tough um, tough mindsets at at work. And interestingly enough, this person's leader supervisor said to to uh, my friend, who is has a, a brilliant career, be- beautiful manager, beautiful leader, who blends the two. And this person's supervisor says, I need a different kind of leader. My friend resisted the temptation to say, no, you need a different kind of follower, which kind of, to me, is the essence of if you want to maintain this ideology that there's a difference between managers and leaders. There, you cannot. I don't think we as a society can afford to maintain that. That is not to say that 
somebody who has a title of manager, yes, they're still focused on getting the day-to-day done and uh, following and developing solid, repeatable processes. But that doesn't mean they shouldn't be a leader. Well, you're right. And how do you get like, and I always come back to this, I say, you manage tasks, you lead people. Mm-hmm. And so you don't manage people. You, you manage yeah. the tasks and the processes and the projects, yeah. right? But in order to get that done at the most effective level, you need to be able to lead those around you, Which next means, to you. Yes, you're in, regardless of how many levels up there may be have been the vision and the, the, the goals identified for the organization, you need people at every level to envision how they're contributing, how can they make that vision reality at their level of the organization? Well, they need to embody great yeah. leadership tactics, right, and behaviors yeah. every day. That, right. that makes no difference on what your title is right. or what your, your role is described as. When you show up in the, in the world, in the workplace, at home with leadership behaviors and an attitude, everything elevates. And you embrace the energy and the momentum for even how you approach the simplest of tasks, repeatable or not. Absolutely. I mean, if you're going to go back to that statement you had, which, you know, uh, managers um, get stuff done through authority. Yeah. Wow. Command and control. Yeah. Seriously, like if you're still using that out there, (laughs) like I just don't understand it. I'm sorry. We're probably not walking on the same path Path. at all because I just don't see that honoring Humanity and those around you that dedicate the majority of their hours in life to making the organization successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I found an article. It's actually a 2019 article in HBR, Management versus Leadership and What's the Difference. Ironically, there's there's some good points in that article. Uh, Give credit for that. But I... I completely disagreed with this one statement that said, management is getting the confused, misguided, unmotivated, and misdirected to accomplish a common purpose on a regular recurring basis. Seriously? Seriously. Unmotivated, un... What did you say? Unfocused? Not Misguided. 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 Confused. Confused. So basically, we're all... You're assuming we're all mushrooms out here, (laughs) and... You're again. Fo- you're going to focus on the worst. This is the yes. biggest problem we've seen over and over yep. and over in organizations. I've got to focus my time on these people who don't know what they're doing, and I'm not going to yep. inspire them because all I need for them to do is a task. Yes, and uh, and all that energy and all that focus gets directed on those lower performing pieces rather than those that are already successful. And doing great things and yeah. helping them do more of that, yeah. right? And, and lifting the organization. And I, I had another friend who just said a statement the other day who I thought was really mindful that, you know, hire slowly, fire quickly. Yes. I've done yeah. that too. Yeah, hire slow, heard, fire fast. Yeah. And, you know, I just find this whole management statement of, oh, well, the managers have the all confused, misguided, unmotivated, misdirected people. Wow. And they're supposed to do some sort of magic with them. Well, they're supposed to push authority, and that's going to magically make them uh, compliant, I guess. Yeah, and, and high performers. Yeah. I, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. I think it, I'd love to hear a success story on how that actually worked because I've never come across it. Yeah. So let's let's talk about how 
we see the blending of this is, you know, you're, you, and again, you wouldn't want to say, oh, I've got somebody transactional who wants to move up in management. There, there's Ooh. a big red flag right there. Yep. Because what's going to happen is they're probably going to l- learn some really bad habits like push authority, um, like status quo and things like that versus really cultivating at every level a leader mindset. Yes, which is why we developed our program called LEAD, because this is the kind of stuff we came across when we knew our clients were asking for help with leadership development. Mm -hmm. And we started in a little bit of research. And I think I was the first one to just say, no, this is all like dead in the water. Mm -hmm. We need to flip this on its head and address the, the difference in humans now, even post-pandemic, the new generations coming up. How do we blend the wisdom of the the older generations in the workforce and bring in what's needed to the younger ones and make this real magic happen? And so that's why we developed a whole new course is for these specific reasons. So how would we coach, say, a traditional manager into opening up to more of a leadership style? What do you think are some things that if, if you had a mid-level manager who said, I, I'm not getting, maybe they're not getting traction on higher level leader positions and maybe they are perceived as very getting mm-hmm. transactions done. Yeah. What would be some things that we would perhaps coach them to do to open up? It is a bit of risk, self-risk taking, you know, risk taking has been put in on that leader side of the right. of the bucket, typically, traditionally versus status quo on the management side. So if you were thinking about, I want to change this notion that managers and management maintain status quo, has push authority or has push approach and and relies on authority. What do you think would be some things that we would maybe coach that person to open up on? I think, uh, great question. I think number one is helping them see the vast difference between traditional management definition and leadership. So they initially can just say, oh, I never knew there was a difference, right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to say what people make up as the story of all this in their mind when they've had no um, development or any expertise brought in for them. Secondly, every single time I see it, uh, it comes down to initial self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So I would start right there and dive in and help them really understand their own wiring, how they show up in the world, um, how they act under stress, how do they interact with the team members around them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has to start there because they can't really develop those new leadership type mindsets and skills until they understand where they're at. Yeah, I think that's obviously that's an important first step to do. And the other thing I would say is to think about how you reimagine processes or change that needs to be made in in systems. And I I see in a lot of organizations that um, that, that maybe it's a script, right? And so yes, it's very baked how, that, in. It's very baked in, and that's how you get stuck in that rut of you've heard it, oh, we've always done it this way, or we can't do that. You have to, you know, we have to go through this trouble ticket process, and there's only certain things we can do in that process. And Yes, and um, I tried before, and I just, I never hear back from them. So, you know, that whole 
solution, that's just not going to work. Or even the case of uh, another client of ours that's um, very frustrated from some very large systems where the people who are running the help desk don't use the system. <laughs> yes, they right? develop so, something so on their own. They, no, well, they don't use the system. They're not playing in right. the system every day and not seeking feedback from those who do. So it's this very, again, siloed. We've talked silos before, but if, you know, if if you're in a situation where you are in charge of these legacy systems or things like that, I just encourage you as a manager to seek out those who you're asking to use these systems and also solicit input. You know, that's that's how we approach strategic directioning is I need to get feedback from yes. stakeholders. I can't even shape my my goals and, and ground truth my mission if I don't understand what people perceive me yes. to be and am I delivering that or do I need to change? So it's kind of you've you've got to open yourself up to the feedback and listen to others before you can really even have innovation happen or or new levels of conversation. And it all comes down to communication, mm-hmm. right? And attempts will say, well, yeah, I say that. Well, how many times have you used that particular approach or that, you know, um, path uh, up through the organizational system, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so it doesn't work. So let's, you know, I love your word that you use all the time is reimagine. Let's reimagine then. Right. How else can we get this done? This isn't a no. This isn't a I'm the victim right. of the system. Um, you know, let's let's figure out a different way to do it. Yeah. And I like what you said, too, is managers manage tasks and processes, but not people. That shouldn't be applied right. to people. Yes. Right? You lead people. Yeah. Yeah. And and you manage those others. That's why I, I think the whole world of titles is probably um, – that's just kind of a minefield right now, too, because yeah. people get titles really baked in. And not that titles in many instances aren't important because it does help people understand, oh – Based on that title, I would probably ask questions of Bob over here, I think, because that seems to be his area. So you just can't use it to entirely define who you are and what you do at at work necessarily. Sometimes it's just an educational understanding of who you might talk to. And it's interesting. You you went straight away to self-awareness, which emotional intelligence is on the leadership list versus – being on the manager list, which I think a management list, which so, I think is interesting, which is, again, there's a lot, many qualities on the leadership list that I would seek in management. You know, I would want a person as a manager to have these qualities or they're not going to be effective. You know, leads through others. That's on the leadership list. Why wouldn't you want your managers to do leading that too? through others? You know, results right. through people. Result, why, yeah. why wouldn't you want that? Again, I think it's management is a... It's a task. It's a skill, right? Like yeah. I manage something. I manage yeah. these tasks. Tasks. But I am a leader. I enable people to manage the tasks. Yeah. Right? So yeah. the fact that it doesn't think that managers need to have any level of EQ just, yeah, <laughs> just it's, blows, it's, my, blows mind. my mind. Instructs people versus that's on the management side. Instructs people versus listening and empowering people. I would want. Um, wow. That's, that's a big disconnect for me. Me too. A, a manager out of everyone, really needs to be listening yeah. and ensuring that people are using the power that they already have Asks and not people. putting barriers in there. Asks people is on the leadership list, not on the management list. So wrong. 
That's because they assume that it's going <laughs> yeah. to be authoritative. Yes, right? exactly, exactly. So I'm sure there's uh, uh, listeners out there who say, okay, that's all great, well and good, but what if I have somebody who would be at the C-suite level or second-level supervisor who's considered leadership but acting like management? Uh, you know, what What are some ways to lead up, I guess is what I'm saying, yes. to kind of break through and or have a breakthrough in the organization? Because uh, that can be very frustrating, um, like the example of a friend of mine who's kind of experiencing that now or, you know, leaders don't want leaders under them. They want followers. Yes. You know. Yes. Which, wow, that is a... That very much comes back to the command thing, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, that's for a variety of reasons how our military works and succeeds. Um, And they do succeed. This is not a bash. I mean, it's not a bash of the military at all. Not at all. Because sometimes that that is one place where that is a necessary tactic and and model when you're that in gets war zones, done. command yes. and control, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You you know, having a bunch of free thinkers out there might not, <laughs> yeah, might not work. That might not work so well. But right. when we're talking about, you know, public and private institution, you know, organization places, then you know, that that takes on a different task. So So how would you lead up? You know, I'm thinking back to our one of our other podcasts that was about asking great questions, asking mm-hmm. powerful questions. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the skills that helps people the most. I know years ago when um, I began to do some development work in that area for myself helped me tremendously. And it still does. Those conversational skills, Mm -hmm. the way to open or approach someone, the way to follow up, the way to actively be listening and taking in information from others. And that whole skill is I've seen some high-level stuff mm-hmm. lately, especially some examples that came across. And when I was listening to him, I'm like, wow, those are some killer conversational skills. So I think that's one place that you start and you yeah. help a team lead up. Lead up. If nothing else, it might inform your your decisions. Like, is, is this a, an organization that's a learning organization? Can I see myself making a difference here or is it informative to maybe this isn't the right fit for me because of what I'm not able to uh, I'm not hearing or not getting a breakthrough I think that's an important first step to do and another thing that we've um, I've done in the past and I know other people who have too is is maybe perhaps try to get on some broader interdisciplinary teams and uh, get some traction that way, uh, maybe for change, or maybe just even to f- fulfill your need to learn and develop leadership, your own leadership style, that can be an outlet for you um, to try to do that. Agreed. Interdisciplinary work can be really uh, growth-oriented mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, you know, when we work with those that are just like us, um, you know, we tend to kind of get in that lane and, and stay there. It's how people, you know, communicate and how we go about our day, that whole thing. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, well, I never talk with the marketing or sales department or well, I've never worked with the accounting department. Or And now all of a sudden you're on this team where you have all these different styles of thinking and doing mm-hmm. and what their goal at the end of their their week is to have done is very different and how they go about it. Yeah. And it's a huge 
learning and growth opportunity, I think. Yeah. And, and certainly, I mean, you can model the behavior, but it's it's uh, kind of rose-colored glasses if you think that that alone it might change an organization. You have to kind of assess whether it's this management philosophy is embedded in the organization or if it's a person and it's it's just a matter of um, inspiring and, and kind of getting that going for transformational people orientation or is it maybe not a fit as I said you know right and I and you do have to have your you know quote unquote leaders those with the title that would mm-hmm. match that model right really high level leadership behavior not all of them do I've right. seen you know a ton of that as well right. that's a given that they have to have high EQ and model that for their team but to your point, people aren't going to intrinsically just pick that up. Right. You know, you can't rely on that. You do have to have some purposeful, focused development for the rest of the team. Yeah. So, so I would encourage people and organizations to kind of shed this notion of managers aren't leaders or managers shouldn't be innovating or, or developing other leaders, you know, that they should only be focused on systems and structures. That's really, in my mind, an archaic interpretation of manager. You know, a manager is just a title. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, like we said, you manage tasks, not no, people. people. You lead people. Yeah. And, you know, it reminds me going back years ago, I don't know what, what year it was, early 2000s maybe, back with um, the 360 leader yeah back to John Maxwell mm-hmm. right and and that's kind of where that concept started at least where I was first exposed to it was like oh you can lead from all areas right. and levels of an organization it's not yeah. about a title and uh, we need to we need to do more of that these days because yeah. we have plenty of examples around um, of really poor leadership in our world right now. Right. And it's time for it's time for us to step it up. Yep, absolutely. Possessing those strong leader skills will lead to likely better job performance of your uh, mm. staffs and yourself and improving knowledge and influence and yeah, better, higher engagement. You yeah, know, that's always the complaint. Is you know the poor em- employee quote engagement right. um, scores are always low, and people are stressed out there. They're carrying yeah. heavy loads these days, and so using a, a culture and developing a culture where you're really caring about humans first and not titles. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Excellent. So. Hopefully that's uh, that's our take on management versus yes. leadership. They really don't want to see a distinction. And if you've got some opinions, please comment in uh, on our podcast block there or send us an email. Yes. Either way, we'd love to chat more and find out what subjects in the new year that you'd love to hear more about as well. And stay tuned. We'll have some fabulous guests coming up in 2024 we're excited about. Um, so make sure that you've subscribed. And, um, yeah. Great. We'll see you in the new year. Thanks for a great conversation, Deanna. You too, Kathy. Thanks for joining us today for the Pink Grapefruit Podcast. If you would like assistance with organizational culture alignment, mentorship programs, strategic directioning, process optimization, or leader development, talk to us. 
Absolutely. Find out more about our cutting-edge services at k2ohsolutions.com, where we are committed to elevating organizations of character. And if you like this podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button and join us every week. Until next time. Thank you.